Well, hello there, good people of the internet. This is Cliff Rohde, the owner and chief executive goat of Goat Cloud Communications, goatcloud.com. Goat Cloud is a online marketing and communications firm. We are based in upstate New York, Schenectady to be more precise, but we help clients all over, not just in the capital region of New York State. And boy, it has been a while since we have had a webinar or a tutorial, and it's because we've been pretty darn busy. It's not a bad problem to have. We're grateful for it, um, but we're glad to be back online with a webinar talking about some pretty cool things today. Um, today, we're going to talk about uh, online advertising. More specifically, we're really going to drill down and talk about uh, Google AdWords as well as Facebook advertising. Those are kind of the two most prominent of the advertising uh, services that are available out there. And so that's why we thought it made a lot of sense to focus on them. The format today is uh, about uh, about a 45-minute presentation. There will be time for questions and answers. So if anybody has a question, make sure to use the Q&A button in the, uh, in the presentation itself. Um, and uh, if you cannot see that, sorry, feel free to follow up with us and provide uh, a question later on, and we'll answer it. We'll include that as part of the, the presentation for those who look at this later. Um, if you are looking at this after it's been a live presentation, well, we're grateful for that too. Again, you can always reach out to Goat Cloud Communications at goatcloud.com. My email is cliff at goatcloud.com. What does Goat Cloud do? Uh, we provide uh, website development services, website hosting, search engine optimization, or SEO. We help people with social media. And uh, among other things, increasingly, what we are doing is helping people with their online advertising efforts. And so what I'd like to do now is uh, move to a screen share. We have a, a slideshow slide presentation. And I'll be going through the various slides with you. and. Um, We'll be sure you can, again, make sure to answer, ask any questions if you want to. Now, I will say the following, which is um, it's not so easy for me, unfortunately, to share um, the slideshow without being able to see the slides. So you can see a little bit of the slides coming in um, off to the left, but you're also going to be able to see this, this main slide. I have two screens, and my slideshow wants to show up on the other screen that I'm not sharing with you. So there you go. So anyway, SEO ain't enough. Um, you know, since I've been doing this work, I've been doing communications work, and uh, really the technology of communications work for boy, it's getting close to uh, three decades now—20, 20, 25 years, something like that. And in any event, what I've seen over the last few years as I've been helping clients is that it is more and more challenging to um, actually get yourself found online. And so increasingly, um, clients that I'm helping are turning to online advertising because it is a, a shorthand way to get traffic to your website right away. SEO ain't enough. So SEO is search engine optimization. That's making sure that your site is ready for organic uh, search visitors. Those are people who have found your site by uh, virtue of using either Google or Bing or some other search engine to find your site to get uh, your 
uh, site search engine optimized, your online presence search engine optimized takes a lot of work, even though the traffic may be considered organic or sometimes people mislabel that as free traffic, it's certainly not free to create an online environment where people are likely to find you online. It takes time. Um, it takes a fair amount of effort. And so as a consequence, um, because it takes so long, what you can turn to to get people to your website immediately is online advertising. And so today we're going to be talking about um, a, a couple of things related to online advertising. Specifically, we're going to be talking about um, Google AdWords and Facebook advertising. And so here's your basic roadmap. We just already discussed truly why SEO itself is not enough. Um, you know, maybe I could say a couple more words about that, which is that. The reason that I think the, you know, that uh, it is so difficult to be found online is because simply more and more people are online all the time. While you could say in the past that uh, it was uh, the exception rather than the rule that local businesses were getting online, more and more uh, local businesses, which are most businesses out there, nonprofits, et cetera, understand that if you want to be for real, you have to have an online presence. I almost feel like uh, should be Homer Simpson saying, duh, and saying that there are still a few people who are holdouts who don't quite believe it. But the truth of the matter is that everything, everybody is online these days, and you better be there too, which is why it makes it so challenging to find you online because you're competing against a lot of people. So let's um, talk about an introduction to online advertising. We'll go down to the next kind. So again, we're going to focus, we're first going to talk about kind of search engine marketing, and then we're going to do Facebook a little bit later on. So search engine marketing is uh, Google AdWords, Bing ads. Um, it's a way that uh, people enter in search terms, and then advertising shows up on the page. And so for instance, um, we can see in this slide that we're looking at right now, somebody has typed in a, a search term uh, or various keywords, search engine marketing, Schenectady. And so we see these are the results uh, using Google again. Bing has you know something a little bit similar, but most people use Google still. And so we have the placement of advertising up at the top here, advertising on the side on the right here, and then you have the organic search results uh, down below that first set of ads here. Oftentimes, we'll have three ads up above uh, rather than just two. It kind of depends on who's advertising, how many people are advertising. So um, those are the ads that we're talking about when we're talking about um, pay-per-click advertising with Google or Bing, sometimes uh, PPC for pay-per-click it's called, or search engine marketing or SEM, whatever you want to call it, that's what we're, we are talking about. It's when people are um, engaging in a search and advertising shows up uh, on the, the, the search engine results themselves. Now, some people will say, look, I never use, um, I never use um, the uh, the advertising. I never use. Uh, I never click on ads. And you know what? Let me just make sure that I am broadcasting uh, the right screen to you because it looks to me like this may not be the right one. Here we go. I'm going to turn me off again, and I'm going to turn this uh, back on. Here we go. 
Okay, so now we're seeing um, that the search engine marketing screen, sorry about the confusion there. Anyway, so people say, oh, you know, I never click on the ads. Well, listen, people do click on the ads. Uh, there's a reason that Google makes 17 or $18 billion every quarter. Um, it's because people click on these advertising and it's the reason why Google can provide all these amazing services to us because people do click on these ads. So what happens with these ads? What are we, you know, what are we doing? How does it work? Well, you know, uh, <clears throat> What we're talking about here really is trying to get inside somebody's head. Um, you know, it's you are anticipating uh, what a person needs. So you have a service, whatever that service may be. You know that there are words that are relevant to people who are searching for the kind of service that you provide. And so you engage in um, uh, advertising. You choose keywords to um, put those uh, um, uh, to put those words in um, into your advertising campaign so that people when, when they search for those words they will see your your ads and um, and uh, and want to click on them and come to your website um, you know I liken it to uh, climbing literally into someone's head because you're really trying to think about um, what that person is trying to uh, consider and so um, you are, uh, and I'm sorry, I have to skip back and forth here. My slides are not uh, moving the way they should. So what they, um, you know, what you are uh, doing is really kind, trying to predict what they're going to be thinking about and um, engaging in the use of words that they are going to be engaging so that they can find you. So it's very different from the traditional advertising method, which is where you just kind of throw something up on the wall to, uh, let's say you placed an ad in a general circulation newspaper, right? Everybody uh, and their mother is going to be looking at that newspaper, but they're not in that instant searching for something that um, is what you provide. And so it's incredibly powerful because you really are getting inside someone's mind uh, right at the time that they are looking for something in particular. And if you offer that something in particular, well, how compelling is that uh, to them? So um, what we do here, uh, let's see. Oh, good. We can actually see this. The slide worked this time, uh, the change in slides. So what happens is, is you're bidding. You're competing against other people who are engaging in this process with you because there are plenty of other advertisers who are out there. Um, but it's a modified bidding process. So in a sense, money really does matter. Remember, we talked before about it being pay-per-click. You only pay. Uh, once somebody clicks on an ad, you pay directly to Google for the cost of that click. Um, but quality really does matter. Um, and the reason why it matters is that Google really wants to deliver very good search results, including search advertising uh, to people who are using Google services. And so what we do um, here is create a very tight integration between and among the keywords that you're choosing for people to um, use and, and, and search for, the terms that they're searching for, the uh, text of the ads themselves, and then finally, <clears throat> the landing page, where you are bringing a person to once they click on one of your ads. Where are they going to end up on your website? A classic mistake that uh, beginners make is they create an advertising campaign and the landing page is the home page of a website. 
Well, most often the homepage of a website is a very terrible place to send somebody because it's very um, distracting. You have all the information there about your services or products on the homepage. Person doesn't really know where to go. The better approach is to create a very discreet landing page uh, precisely for this ad campaign so that there is that uh, very direct connection between um, uh, keyword ad copy and landing page. And then once you get them on the landing page, of course, you uh, want to get them to do something with a call to action, whether they're going to fill something out, whether they're going to give you a call, whether they're going to get a free white paper, or something along those lines, whatever the case may be. But there needs to be some sort of call to action, too. So we're saying here you really are in control of both the money side and the quality side. Now. Google will tell you whether your ad is of any quality or not. Um, but at the same time, uh, you can choose your budget. The way the budgeting uh, typically works, and you know this is really broad uh, brushstrokes here, but um, you choose a, a certain amount of money you're willing to spend every day, let's say. And Google will come close to that. Let's say it's $10 a day on average that clicks for your particular campaign cost about a dollar. Well, you're going to get about 10 clicks every day. Um, some days, you know, you might spend $9.30. Other days, you might spend $11.65. At the end of a month, by and large, it's going to work out on average to about $10 a day. Now, I will tell you that Google will always encourage you to spend more on your advertising campaign. They will always say, uh, boy, if you just spent a little bit more, uh, you'd be getting this many more clicks. And that's fine. Um, why not? They, they want you to spend money on Google, to be sure. But um, the important thing to remember is that you really are in control. And you can decide how much you want to spend on a daily budget. And <clears throat> you also decide how much you want to spend um, for a, any given uh, click. So let's see. All right, so now my screen share seems to be working now. I guess I'm doing this correctly somehow. There are so many different ways um, and, and parts of a search engine marketing uh, or a Google AdWords um, marketing campaign that you can set up. And these are just some of the issues that you might want to consider. So the first one there is uh, that we're talking about is search versus display networks. So when we showed that very first um, article or uh, page here when we were looking at search terms, this is the search network, right? You're in Google, and you're just looking at the different um, uh, the Google. Uh, you're looking at the Google display for search, and that's where people type in their keywords. Now, Google also partners up with a lot of other search engines, and so it's another way to uh, engage in uh, you know very concrete search, and um, and and that's a great way to do it. The other big possibility when it comes to getting your advertising out there is to use what are called display networks, and so. Google sells its advertising uh, or places its advertising on websites all throughout the world. Classic example, you have a newspaper website. They feed up Google advertising. Let's say you have a, um, uh, you sell red shoes, and somebody is reading an article about sneakers, and uh, you sell red sneakers, and Google determines, oh, you know what? There, there's copy on this newspaper article on the web related to sneakers. There's even a mention of red. And so we're going to put up uh, one of your ads because you have chosen display networks as well. And so your ad may appear there right in that newspaper article um, off to the side or, or uh, somewhere embedded in there. Now, <clears throat> that's different 
of course, from getting directly inside somebody's head. Maybe here you're just kind of talking, uh, you're standing on their shoulder, kind of talking into their ear. But the notion here is that somebody is interested in a topic that is related to what you have to offer, uh, whatever your product or service is. They're maybe not searching for it at that moment, but the thought is, well, but they still may be interested in learning more about a product or service related to whatever it is that they're reading about. And so that's why the display network can be very effective. My experience suggests it's not usually as effective as the search network is because, again, that is when you really are right inside the person's head and you're capturing um, information about uh, what they are, are, uh, uh, are looking for in that instant. Static versus dynamic. So what this is referring to is a type of advertising um, where you can actually change your ad copy um, dynamically depending on what a person is searching for so a typical static ad um, it has a, a headline and you know what I think I'm gonna come here and just kind of show you I've kind of set up some of these um, in advance and let's see if we're able to see these well, this does not um, I can see my screen didn't actually change right then which is kind of a bummer let's see if we can uh, quickly come back here to the screen share Come back to the screen share. Sorry about that. We're going to look at AdWords here a little bit, just for a second. So uh, we're talking about um, you know AdWords kind of generally. So here we have an ad campaign for red sneakers. And if we want to take a look at ads, uh, this is where we can see that I've got two different ads here. They're essentially the same. The copy of the ad is the same. But we can see here we've created what's called a dynamic uh, headline. And so that headline will actually change uh, based on what the person types in for their search. And so that's really terrific because that can even make it seem like your ad is speaking even more directly to the person because their own words show up uh, within the headline of the ad itself. And so um, it's an it's another way to go, uh, and it can be a very effective way to go. I would encourage you to always look. Um, oftentimes, what I'll do if if I run any uh, ad kind of campaign, I'll have at least one static ad. This is one that's not going to change, um, and then I'll have one that is um, dynamic and going to change. And you can see very clearly uh, which ads are getting better results and, and part of what we're going to talk about. I mean, we're, we're tweak, tweaking this stuff all the time because we always want our ads to perform better so that our money is money well spent. You know what, while I'm here looking at Google Ads, I think at these actual ads, I think I'm just going to step you through a couple of items here um, in a campaign. So generally speaking, what we have here was we start with a campaign um, and we have various settings here. If we look at the settings of the campaign, um, I've set this up in advance, but we can see um, how it is that we're going to uh, determine kind of the parameters of the campaign. Is it going to be what language it is? Is it going to be in? What location is it going to be in? What time of day is it going to run? And et cetera. Um, this is taking a little while to load, and so I'm, I'm not going to detain us for too long here. But generally speaking, you are in terrific control over um, you know, the, the, the big picture items of your campaign. You know, if you live in a particular area, for instance, let's say close to the Canadian border, plenty of, um, or close to the Mexican border, there are plenty of big cities in the United States that are close to the border. Maybe your product isn't suitable or your service isn't suitable for people in a different country. And so you may extend a radius for your advertising. Maybe you want to be local, but um, say a 50-mile radius takes you into Canadian territory, well, you can also exclude Canadian territory uh, from there. Let's come back to these um, 
let's see if we can get in here and uh, look at the settings. Oh, here we go. So um, this is set up uh, for the search network as well as uh, display network. We're going to do it here. All devices. We can also change um, our bidding according to the device. It's generally uh, speaking a good idea to change your bid and reduce it somewhat if it's going to be appearing on a mobile device. Uh, you don't want to spend as much for mobile clicks. They just don't typically work as well. In this case, I've targeted Canada and the United States. Um, that's This is just kind of a dummy campaign. You can set that up again any way you want. You can get as granular as um, uh, zip codes, uh, states, cities, uh, radiuses of particular areas, um, uh, Nielsen demographic data, census demographic data, congressional districts. I mean, there's a lot of variability you can have here with locations. Again, you can choose the language. You can have one or more languages um, according to what you want. Now, you can also change the uh, bid strategy here. And so what we've done here for this particular one is I've set this for let AdWords go ahead and set my bids to maximize clicks within my target budget. And we'll say, you know what, I but I don't, I don't want to spend any more than $5 on any individual bid. Now, um, you can leave that blank if you want to, whatever you want to do. Um, I truthfully tend to set my, my bid, bid clicks manually. I find that Google will tend to up uh, my... Uh, my, uh, my my cost per click if I let them go ahead and run with it. So, um, but you can do it whatever, whichever which way you feel most comfortable doing it. Focusing on conversions, I just want to talk about for a second. This is a way to actually um, have your Google Analytics, which is another service of Google available for free, um, interact with your AdWords. And you may determine that a conversion is a particular type of activity on your website. Maybe it's somebody who submitted a form and uh, they've been directed to a thank you page. And so we'll call that a conversion. Um, you know, Thanks for filling out our form. We'll be back to you shortly. Um, so, Google can understand uh, what type of traffic is coming to your website, what the traffic is doing on your website. And if a conversion is very important to you, um, you may want to set up, well, I, I can't do it now because I haven't set up the conversion tracking yet, but um, it is a way to engage in a different type of approach for uh, your advertising that often can be very beneficial if you have defined your conversions very well. And so again, Going back here, we can change the budget uh, to anything we want per day. Um, this will vary greatly uh, depending on the type of market you're in. Um, again, it is a bidding system, and so you still are competing against people. If you happen to be a divorce attorney in Manhattan, you're going to be paying a, a fair amount for clicks because there are a lot of divorce attorneys in Manhattan. Now, if you have a very niche product and you're living in an area or you only want to sell it in an area where there's not too many people selling that kind of product, well, terrific. Probably your, your bids are not going to be uh, or your cost per click is not going to be as ex expensive as it otherwise might be. Um, We'll talk about uh, ad extensions, too. I want to come in, though, too, to this campaign. We're going to come back here and look at the ad groups. So what I've done here is I've set up um, an ad group for red sneakers. Maybe I'm a clothing store, and I also sell things like uh, pants or shirts, even, or whatever the case may be. So probably I want to have a different group if I'm going to be advertising different uh, products 
for pants or for uh, shirts or blouses um, because the advertising remember we're trying to get inside somebody's head and somebody who's looking for shoes is not looking for pants and vice versa um, there's always a chance to upsell them sure why not you can do that on the website you can even do that via the advertising but the primary focus should be uh, very granular you should really be looking for a particular thing to be um, to be selling and so that's why we can have different ad groups I just set up one right now for sneakers just as a, as a test case so if we come into this ad group we can see right now it was grayed out so that means it's paused um, that I've set up various ads here and um, again we were talking before about having a dynamic one along with a static one it's a good idea and then what we want to do is we need to set up keywords and this is where um, we are trying to get inside the person's head of course who uh, is is gonna have interest in the types of services that we provide and uh, we can choose keywords uh, as many keywords as we want you probably want to start out with at least you know probably 10 to 20 maybe um, and the great thing about AdWords because remember they always want you to be spending money with Google is that um, you they have a little tool here uh, called keyword planner uh, I'm not going to step you through Keyword Planner right now, but if you use Keyword Planner, you can see pretty intuitively, or you, I, I mean, you can identify relevant keywords for your ad campaign. It's a really a terrific tool. It's not the only tool that's out there, but it's included as part of AdWords, and um, and it really works pretty darn well. Now, I will say. All this stuff about AdWords that we've talked about before, we have not spent a single dime, and we do not spend a single dime on AdWords until uh, we set up a, uh, a billing structure. And you can see we didn't set up anything here, um, and so or a payment structure so that we can actually pay money to Google. And then also um, we can uh, uh, we will not actually pay until somebody clicks. On our ad so all this stuff that we're doing right now is completely for free briefly touched on before ad extensions and so and we should talk about those there are different types of extensions that we can add to our ads that provide additional information to an ad um, the first one that comes up here is site link site link extensions and so what happens is we actually get a little bit more territory if we set these up and so if we click on site linking or site link extensions and add them we can actually bring people to different parts of our our website if we want to now the danger here is that if somebody clicks on it they're not going to be taken to the landing page uh, for our ad campaign but maybe you know the landing page and the ad didn't speak exactly to that person and so it's better that they're clicking on something they're even more interested in and so you would want to make sure of course that on those pages that you're taking people to via the site link extension that um, they are pages that would be relevant to someone who is viewing this ad another is location extensions um, this is related to you need to have a Google Plus business page set up so that people understand where you are and they can click to information about that call extensions um, do you want to have a telephone uh, listed there in the advertising so that somebody can click on it and potentially uh, just give you a call right away it's not a bad way to go um, especially if you are the kind of business that can handle those phone calls now you might want to make sure if you do have a call extension going on that you know it, it's not showing up during times of the day where there's no one there to answer the telephone 
Um, so just a, a, you know another thing to think about. Another way uh, that you can use call extensions pretty effectively is to set up a call extension with a um, say a Google Voice number. If you have a phone number that you can use, such as a Google Voice number, that is only used, let's say, on advertising, then it's a way to track the effectiveness of the advertising and, and, and calls to that number because you know that that number uh, only shows up one place, which is on your advertising campaign. App extensions is for those who develop apps. Reviews is another great one. You know, reviews are terrifically important on the web and uh, feel how you will about them. Uh, people believe what they read a lot of times online. You should always be encouraging people to leave reviews for your products or services online. And so you can link to a place where there are reviews about you. It's a good idea to do it. Um, not going to talk about callouts, although that's another way to get more information about what you do, or these other two we're not going to talk about right now. So there is a lot of stuff uh, that we can do here. I'm going to stop sharing this screen again, and I'm going to share a different one now. We're going to come back to um, the PowerPoint. I think we've talked about these uh, different types of um, parts about the you know about search engine marketing and what you can do here. Um, the you know we've covered really all that stuff. Let's move on to the next slide and see if it's moving on. It's not moving on on my screen share, which is I'm talking about remarketing and retargeting. And boy, am I disappointed in the technology here. I'm hoping that it's not too distracting for you, but it just may be. All right, so remarketing and retargeting is um, a, uh, um, it's a, uh, oops, I think I'm sharing the wrong screen, forgive me. Um, it's a, uh, it's when you capture, you've probably seen this before, a great example is when uh, you see you've gone to, let's say, a website, and you've looked at information about somebody's red sneakers, and then you go on to a newspaper website, and son of a gun, there's an advertisement for your website for red sneakers or for somebody else's website for red sneakers. And so what you do with the remarketing is you create a situation where you're tracking visitors to your website, and then you plug that into your um, advertising campaign. It works the best probably with um, uh, when you're doing uh, display network advertising because then those ads, you, you get an opportunity really to have better ads there and uh, that's when you're going to be reaching people and you know chances are uh, people who you are advertising to a lot of people will look first before they buy, and so if you can find another way to bring them back to your website, even if they didn't make a purchase the next time or the first time, that's a great way to do it. And you can also set up remarketing and retargeting so that you know you're only hitting people who are getting your ads in front of people who visited maybe certain pages on your website. They've only been going to your website for so long. After a certain amount of time, it turns off. There's all sorts of stuff uh, you can do with that. Really sophisticated, great stuff. Um, what I want to talk about too, and this goes for the Facebook stuff, which um, I know we, we have not uh, talked about yet, going to get to in just a minute, is that uh, you always want to make sure that you are measuring your results. And so some of the popular um, uh, data points to look at are click-through rate, um, you know, how uh, that's a good gauge of how well people are responding to your 
to your ad. How closely related is your ad to the um, to the keyword? Uh, search term and uh, you know generally speaking you know having about 1% at least is good but to the extent that you get a higher click-through rate uh, you're gonna be better off because that's talking about it resonating uh, with people CPC is cost per click um, you got to manage how you know how expensive they are you don't probably you don't have an unlimited budget you want to know how much the cost is again you can drive down cost per click by having uh, better quality scores for your keywords um, and that the keyword uh, advertising or ad copy landing page connection there and so make sure to look at that and pay attention to that and you know there's all sorts of automated uh, steps you can take too to stop advertising or stop individual keywords if the cost per click gets too high and etc but pay attention very important point is negative keywords let's say uh, your Acme shoe company and um, you're selling red shoes you're having a special sale on red shoes um, so do you want people if they click on ac or, or if they do a search for Acme shoes do you want your advertising to appear for them chances are no right because they've already heard about you so a very good negative keyword to use for your ad campaigns would be Acme right you don't want to pay for people who already know about you um, and there are all sorts of other ways uh, all sorts of other keywords that might be relevant to enter in as negative keywords for you and that really helps to keep out kind of bad clicks so you want to pay attention to that position uh, is another issue um, um, you want to know where your ad shows up on the page those top three results are always the best advertising places to be in but you don't necessarily have to be in the top three they're the most expensive on the first page um, but you're definitely going to want to be in the top 10 which are those you know there are 10 ads on a page usually and it's even better to be in the top six so one two and three are the best four five and six you can kind of get away with once you start getting below that people don't really tend to click on those ads too often um, we already talked about bid adjust bid adjustments so um, uh, there's plenty of information to look at and you should always be looking at information about your ads uh, your campaigns to see how well they're performing because they are always a work in progress you always want to be tweaking them to make sure that they work well um, <clears throat> now I did want to just say one more thing about keywords you will be able to so while you set up keywords depending on how you set them up those may or may not be the exact search terms that people employ to find or to have your ads render and to click on them. And so you want to make sure, and you can look at this too, you can see the actual search terms that people use, and that's where you can get a great sense of um, the types of negative keywords uh, that need to be added to your campaign to get rid of the bad stuff. Um, and you'll see um, definitely with the um, the strategic use of negative keywords you'll see your click-through rate uh, definitely improve and you should see conversion rates improve on your website too, getting people to do what they want to do so I've been talking pretty fast about Google AdWords and I'm going to move in to Facebook and boy my uh, screen share really doesn't seem to be working right now so you can't see that so I'm gonna have to stop this again and then come back and Hello again, and I apologize for the screen share problem. But here we go. We're going to go back to Facebook. Now, Facebook advertising um, is a much different animal in the sense that you're really not getting inside um, somebody's 
head, but I like to say you're getting inside somebody's shoes. And this must, must be why I'm thinking about red shoes so much because we've got a pair of red shoes here. And so what I mean by that is that um, Facebook advertising is not, at least currently, really about what people are searching for. Um, it's really about who those people are. Um, and so you're trying, it's kind of like uh, the display network advertising we were talking about with Google a couple of minutes ago in the sense that, you know, the person is not really looking for something in particular right at this moment, but really, uh, say, in the case of display network, what they're looking at is, um, you know, they're, they're looking at an article that's related to your type of advertising. But here we're really talking about the types of people um, that are using Facebook and and what they're doing um, on Facebook. And so, oh boy, my, um, uh, so what we're gonna talk about with Facebook is how it works. I gotta stop the screen share. Hello again, we're gonna start the screen share again. We're gonna come back. And so what's gonna happen with Facebook is that the choice is really yours about the type of goal uh, you want to have with your Facebook advertising and the type of audience and your budget. Just like with Google AdWords, you can set whatever kind of budget you want. Um, but let's talk about goals for a second. So uh, one goal you can have is to direct people to a particular website off of Facebook. That's a fine thing to do. Um, another goal is to have people um, visit something within Facebook. Um, you might want them to like your business page. You may want them to um, come to an event that you're organizing that you also have the information up on Facebook. And so you set this goal within your advertising campaign and uh, you try to get people to, to do it. So what you do though is um, unlike with uh, Google AdWords is you're really choosing um, an audience, a particular audience. And I have an example here that, um, let's see if this will work. I can, if I can, whoop, we're, I guess we're not sharing the, uh, the screen anymore. I wanted to come into Facebook and share a screen again and let's see if we can see that. So this is an advertising campaign that I set up a year ago for a uh, 5K race that I'm involved in uh, the organization of for ALS or for a, a center that, that uh, helps families whose family members have ALS. And so this was an advertising campaign set up um, within Facebook to uh, get people to, we can see, to click through to a website. And you can see that we got... Um, 26 people to click through to a website during this particular period. The uh, ad actually reached 2,500 people. That means it showed up in some way in a person's Facebook feed. We can see in the desktop news feed, desktop right column, mobile news feed. Um, and uh, it cost 64 cents for every click through to the website. You know, I know that that resulted in some additional uh, people signing up for that that race, that 5K race. And so it was well worth the money to get people there because it was going to a, a great cause. And it really wasn't that expensive. And you know, the the key here though really was audience. And let's see if we can see some information here. We get some basic demographic information here that uh, specifically about men and women. Um, we can see that um, overall, what for women was it 59% uh, and 40% um, looks like 40%, uh, all women. Yeah. For, uh, were men. So, you know, which is not uncommon for racing actually, but 
More importantly, in terms of choosing an audience for this Facebook advertising campaign, I was able to go in and uh, I, we said, let's set it up. Let's go ahead and let men and women find this ad. Um, but we targeted people who had liked certain pages uh, related to running or related to ALS. Um, we did target particular age groups. Um, mostly you can see between 18 and 64 thinking that by and large, even though there might be runners who are younger or older than that demographic, that was really going to be our sweet spot. And indeed, you can see um, 45 to 54-year-old um, females and 25 to 34-year-old men were kind of the big ones there, uh, relatively speaking. We also limited this audience-wise to a particular geography because, you know, the race is very local. And so we wanted to make sure that we, you know, we caught people who were only local. Um, and so Facebook can really be um, a very effective way to target a particular type of audience. Um, and, you know, they, uh, uh, Facebook is a, um, a little bit later to the game um, than Google is in terms of advertising, um, but they're really doing a, um, you know, a, a bang-up job I would say um, with their advertising and they're kind of changing it all the time and so there's always information there um, that uh, that is changing that you need to to uh, to take a look at I'm having trouble again with the screen share apologies gonna be right back come back into my presentation and um, so uh, just like with Google advertising, what you want to be doing with Facebook advertising is always making sure to monitor it, measure it, manage it. I mean, you really have to stay on top of these campaigns because if you don't, um, you can find yourself spending money that you just did not anticipate spending. Or maybe the better way to say that is if you've set up your budget appropriate, appropriately, you're spending money um, on um, uh, advertising unwisely. Right, because you're not you're not totally um, paying attention to it. Um, let's see here. Um, so we are at uh, yeah, tracking actions and creating an audience. So um, you can make sure to um, create your own audience. So what you can do is you can get code from Facebook and you can put that on your website too. So just like with the remarketing and retargeting. Uh, with uh, Google AdWords and you know by the way when I was talking about Google AdWords before the same really applies to Bing ads it's essentially essentially the same system um, it may be more worthwhile potentially because not as many people use it and so it could uh, actually cost you a little bit less per click um, but again because not as many people use Bing as use Google you're potentially not going to reach as many people as before but in any event back to remarketing retargeting with Facebook you can get a piece of code um, stick it on your website, and so you know um, people who have visited your website. And those types of people, you can create a profile for an audience um, on Facebook so that if you want to reach that type of audience in the future, you can. So it can be a really, really effective way to, um, to make sure to reach the, the right types of people. And again, with Facebook, in, in contrast to Google, you're looking at um, types of people. You're not looking at their particular um, search terms. Um, so let's see here. 
Let's go to the next page. See if that works. Huh. There we go. Um, so now Facebook and uh, Google are not the only uh, games in town. Um, Yahoo has an option to advertise um, via its native mobile app. Um, Twitter and LinkedIn are places to advertise. Amazon has advertising opportunities. You can also, you know, find organizations and others to uh, buy banner ads when they if they send out email newsletters. You can advertise on those. There are all sorts of ways to advertise online. Um, you have to be careful, um, to my mind, with advertising that is based on the number of impressions or the number of times the ad has been seen. Um, if you're paying a person, say, a certain amount per 1,000 impressions, you really need to make sure that those impressions are for real. And there's been a lot of uh, talk and controversy recently about just how fraudulent um, impressions impression-based advertising actually is. And so that's one of the reasons, truthfully, that I really like the click advertising where you're paying for the clicks because while it's true, uh, you know, for sure, there can be opportunities uh, to game that kind of system as well. I think by and large, it's not nearly as bad as it is uh, when it comes to impressions. And so, you know, as a result, I would say, um, you know, the, uh, it's a good idea to stick with the pay-per-click, at least to get started. Um, but, you know, explore other ideas. So that's really what I wanted to talk about today. Um, I don't see any questions hanging in the Q&A section, and so that's fine. Um, if you do have any questions, feel free to ping me at my email, cliff at goatcloud.com. Of course, if you're watching this and it's not live, that would be the only way to do it. Um, or you can give me a call to check out our website at goatcloud.com. And so this has been a presentation from goatcloud.com. I hope that you have enjoyed it. We've talked uh, about Google AdWords, Facebook advertising, given a uh, you know real snapshot of uh, what you need to do, what you need to be thinking about, how to get it started, uh, how the systems work, and uh, boy, I hope you put it to use. But if you do need assistance, it certainly is one of the uh, the services that we provide to people. We'd be happy to talk with you about options that are out there. So thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of the day, and hope the weekend is terrific for you as well. Bye bye.